Well, hello everyone. Welcome to the Faith Focus Weekly Discipleship Podcast. My name is Kevin Rognes, and I'm the Discipleship Director here at Faith Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're watching this today or listening, depending on what platform you're on. And again, with whatever platform you're on, I want to encourage that you hit the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. Uh, we put these out every week, and we want to make sure that you get really great content. And so make sure you hit that subscribe button, share it, like it, whatever. Um, we just want this to be a valuable resource for you. As you can see today, I am joined by Con Nagy. He is the worship director here at Faith Covenant Church, and we're going to be having some discussions about worship and what is worship. And so yeah. I kind of thought, who better to bring in than our local resident expert on worship? Thank so thank you. you, Con, for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Kevin. And so, yeah, um, you've been here now for, you You basically started here at the same time that I did. Yep. Um, so you've been here a little over a year now. Mm -hmm. So um, can you just tell us a little bit about, like, just your background and, like, how you mm -hmm. got into leading worship and that yeah. sort of thing? No, that's a great question. Yeah, for me, um, yeah, I got hired here about a year ago. Loved all of it. Um, before that, I went to North Central University. Um, I got a degree um, as, a, as a music pastor degree. So it's kind of like two-thirds music, one-third worship leading. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was really fun. Loved all of it. Got to do choirs and um, be in multiple bands, playing guitar and singing and stuff like that. So yeah, really enjoyed North Central. Um, kind of zooming out even more. Um, as a kid, just always really liked music. Um, mm -hmm. Started playing guitar. Um, yeah, and as I was kind of getting into that age of deciding, you know, what to do with college and things like that, um, music was kind of the only thing I really enjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was like, well, I should do that for a job. That and surprised me because I always thought of you as a math genius. You no, know, no, no, huh. nowhere Weird. close. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I took one engineering class because I saw that Why? engineers made a lot of money. That was it. Yeah. And I was Fair. like, that's not the job for me. No. It's somebody else. <laughs> and yeah, so music was kind of my thing. And um, I eventually, one of the only things that really brought me joy was playing in the church. And I volunteered mm -hmm. at my home church for years, playing guitar and um, eventually singing and worship leading after a while. So yeah, that was kind of the only thing that really, really brought me joy. And I thought, why not explore this more and maybe try to make a career out of it? Yeah. And I know you mentioned playing guitar. You also, I know you played piano and mm -hmm. drums. Yep. Is, are those the three main instruments you play or would you play other instruments that yeah. we're not aware of secretly? Yeah. I played bass too. Okay. I haven't played bass here at Faith, but yeah, I played the We're waiting. One. True. Someday. <laughs> It'll happen. <laughs> so yeah, kind of kind of play everything on stage that we have consistently mm -hmm. on Sundays. Just, um, just kind of a personal philosophy. Just like to be as well-rounded as possible, and, right? Um, especially during COVID, when people would get sick, I kind of just had to fill in where I could and do mm -hmm. what I had to do. So yeah, it's it been really convenient. Um, yeah, so you're not secretly like a jazz flautist or anything. No, I used to play saxophone. Oh, I, I can see you with school. the sax. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty annoying. And my dog <laughs> howled the whole time. So was that just your dog being the dog, or were you just mm. bad at being a sax player? Probably both. <laughs> So how did you get from, were you like learning sax and guitar at the same time then? Yep. Or? Okay. Yeah, I originally started And you were with like, guitar. okay, guitar, yes, yeah, sax, <laughs> not so much. Yeah, I started with guitar and then um, our high school band, we didn't have a guitar thing, but um, we could join the jazz band and play guitar. So I did that and then joined the regular concert band with saxophone just kind of randomly. Um, and then eventually they just needed drummers mm -hmm. and the director was like, yeah, you're you're already good enough at this. Do you just want to hop in? And so, yeah, I made the switch <laughs> to percussion because I was always playing the drums and stuff anyways. So, Got it. yeah, eventually moved to that. And then, yeah, just 
going back to the church, just always been plugged in with playing guitar there and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, leading and it's just something I really enjoyed. And so, yeah, high school and, um, kind of like that youth band, um, type stuff, I, um, at the church was really how I got plugged in. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so then what, so for those of, I mean, a lot of people at faith or just, you know, in the church congregations in general, don't necessarily understand mm-hmm. what a worship director does because they kind of only see you doing one thing. You're up there singing and playing guitar mm-hmm. or playing drums or whatever. Yep. Um, so they maybe don't understand, like, what do we actually pay him for? Like, <laughs> yeah. what is his role? Like, mm-hmm. what is he doing? What is he bringing? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, I'm not just here on Sunday mornings. <laughs> I do come. He's here today, yeah, which is I'm, not yeah, a Sunday morning. Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I do a lot of things. Um, I'll reference this book quite a bit. It's by Zach Hicks. It's called The Worship Pastor. And uh, I really like it just in the every chapter is titled The Worship Pastor As. Mm. And then so just a couple examples. Um, the Worship Pastor As, a church lover, corporate mystic, um, war general, missionary, artist chaplain. And then um, <laughs> the last I want to read this now. It's like, a really good corporate book. Corporate mystic? Like, yeah. I want to read that chapter. You should definitely read it. And anyone <laughs> watching, I would highly encourage it. It's one of my favorite books um, that goes with worship leading. And the last chapter is The Worship Pastor as a Failure. And so, yeah, kind of kind of ties failure everything. con. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll be referencing this a bit. But, yeah, what do I do during the week? I do... Um, a lot of kind of administrative stuff with um, scheduling people to play, picking the songs um, that we're going to do um, with that Sunday, setting up the stage. Um, at least just personally, I do a lot of um, <laughs> practicing kind of self-development with that. Um, but then, yeah, also kind of updating our audio systems, pro presenter, lighting, projections, stuff like that. So just trying to uh, make our experience as um, enjoyable as possible for people, whether online or in person. Um, but yeah, also making it as, um, you know, the overall focus is worshiping God. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the lights and stuff are fun and enjoyable and they add a certain level to it. But um, at the same time, just knowing that that stuff, it matters. But at the same time, if we didn't have it, the gospel would still be being mm-hmm. shared, hopefully. And people would still be interacting with God through music. Yeah, because that's been happening for thousands of years. And yeah, I mean, so, I mean, we can have all these new fancy things, but mm-hmm. at the core of it, there is something that is worship. Yep. Um, so you mentioned song <clears throat> selection. So mm-hmm. that's a really big part of what you do. And yeah. um, I think Pastor Brad has often noted um, in our services when a song really strongly correlates to the sermon. Mm-hmm. And that's intentional. Yeah. You're not just like <laughs> picking songs out of a hat of like, what are we going to do for yeah. song this week? And like, <laughs> what am I thinking? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's funny. Um, even a couple weeks back, I picked some songs intentionally. Obviously, they're all intentional. Um, but one of them, I was sitting in um, the service and it, while Brad was preaching, there was a part that I didn't plan and it tied in perfectly. <laughs> and so I think that ties in well to, um, first off, I, I, I think of the Holy Spirit as um, kind of our guide in that process of mm-hmm. picking music. Um, you know, obviously, I want I want the music to be enjoyable and singable and things like that, not not just so far out that we can't. Um, use it but yeah overall just um, leaning on the spirit and seeing where the spirit leads Um, and I thought I thought that moment was really special for me just being like I'm very intentional but even then I'm like wow I I didn't see that coming and it happened (laughs) so that was fun it's definitely a holy spirit moment (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, and so I think also just um, having the gospel as a presentation through our music Mm. is very important to me Um, so yeah even if it's a song that um, someone in the congregation might not know um, 
yeah, just having those words be something that they can take with them into the week mm -hmm. um, as, you know, even weapons for battle or just something that mm -hmm. they can recount throughout the week. Oh, that's what we sang. This is true. And so I'm just going to read, read a little clip here talking about um, the importance of having the gospel in our music. So um, Zach Hicks says, worship practices may be inspiring and habit forming mm -hmm. towards many ends shaping us in all kinds of ways, but those practices will not form us into disciples of Jesus Christ unless they form us in the gospel and equip us with the gospel. So I like that, forming us in the yeah. gospel and equipping us with the gospel. Yeah. And so I think for me, that's, that's a huge part of, yeah, the songs that we pick. Um, another part would be um, Trinitarian worship. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of our music is, is really centered on Jesus, which is awesome. Yes. But for us as humans, I think it's easy because Jesus is a human um, or came in human form. And so it's easier to relate to that. Mm -hmm. um, but also, yeah, just picking songs that, that praise the Father, Son, and Spirit mm -hmm. um, is something that's really big for me as well. Yeah. And so part of what I was interested with what you read was that mm -hmm. um, there's a really strong connection between worship and discipleship. And yeah. that's part of our key mission here at Faith mm -hmm. Covenant is to make disciples who make disciples. And I love that idea of like this worship helps us form our hearts so that we can mm. be better disciples. So Definitely. maybe I should get more input on song selection <laughs> as discipleship director. I'm not opposed. <laughs> so I've been advocating for years. Oh, holy night True. for Christmas. Yes. <laughs> I'm like year round. I'm advocating for that. But. Kevin has a website and he has a listing of all the best. Oh, holy nights. I, I got a comment on it yesterday. Really? Yeah. Like I'll get nice. Like somehow, like, especially this time of year, I'll get mm. random people like Googling. I don't know what about Christmas music <laughs> and they'll find my, that blog post mm. and they'll make comments <laughs> on what they think. Cause I have like a list of what I think the best renditions of Oh, holy night are. And I'll get like comments like, I can't believe you didn't include this one or you need to listen to this one. So last night the comment was that I need to listen to some iteration by Martina McBride. Hmm. So well, I'm not a country fan, so I, I have a barrier to listening to that. But anyway, um, that's a whole lot of nonsense that's not important. <laughs> but the part about me, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. The worship stuff is great. Thank you, Con. Thank you, yeah. Um, so then the, the other question I have is like, what is the importance of like corporate worship? What's the importance mm. of being together, singing together, or worshiping together? Because yeah. worship isn't mm. necessarily just singing. It involves a lot of things. Yeah. But like, why do we do this? What's, what's if you're a worship leader, mm -hmm. where are you trying to lead us to? Definitely. Yeah, I think um, ultimately where we want to lead to is, um, I'll just read this quote here. It says, though we, as worship leaders, we don't usher people into God's presence. We stubbornly, insistently point to the one who does, mm -hmm. and that one who does is Jesus. And yeah. so in this book, Zach Hicks talks <laughs> about Jesus is our worship leader. Mm -hmm. um, I still may be um, titled as the worship leader, or um, I think everyone on the stage, if you're playing bass or drums or whatever, I think you're still leading worship and you're mm -hmm. a leader in that aspect. But Jesus is who we look to, and Jesus is the only one who can usher us into that presence of mm. God. And so, uh, yeah, I think I think that's kind of the direction um, I tend to point, whether, yeah, it's picking songs, picking um, the lyrics in the songs, uh, picking accessible keys, like we talked about a bit. You know, if, if you don't everyone... don't want to sing too high. Right. Like, ah! yeah, yeah, if not everyone can sing it, then we're not going to experience it in the same way. No. Um, and yeah, there's even been a lot of times where I find music where I'm like, that is awesome song and immediately my brain goes to 
um, oh, I want to sing that at faith. And then it's, <laughs> sometimes I catch myself, I'm like, you know, that might be a better song to sing in the car <laughs> by myself or, you know, share with a small group or something like that, mm-hmm. or even the worship team. But, um, you know, it might just not be right for the service. Yeah. So um, what is, why, rephrase, mm-hmm. why is worship important? I mean, we've kind of been getting around it, but yeah. why is worship important? Mm-hmm. Why do we do this together? Yep. Definitely. That's a great question. Yeah, why we do it together, I think it's so important um, because it's something that um, we talked about this a little before the podcast. It's been happening for thousands and thousands of years um, before us. So it's something that we can engage with with our current community, but also um, communities of the past um, yeah. and generations of Christianity. I just think that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like here at Faith Covenant, we sing the doxology at the end of the service. Um, just seeing that as um, kind of a culmination of the service and um, engaging with prior Christians who have also sang that for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's important in so many ways. And um, I'm just going to read this this quote here. Um, the worship service is the central training ground and vocabulary builder for a Christian's prayers throughout the week. Mm-hmm. So it's our training ground as in we're doing this together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it's so important too. We've had such a big push towards families in worship. Yeah. And um yeah, it's, it's our training ground as, as an individual and as a group. Mm-hmm. And then also saying it's our vocabulary builder for our prayers throughout the week. And um, I know for me personally, it's it's a lot easier to remember little parts of a song <laughs> yep. than it might be to quote, you know, well, what did what did the, the preacher say in this part of the service? Yeah. And so that's or even just, a quote scripture. Totally. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And yeah, for my brain, I'm just wired with, I can remember you know, the chorus of this song or parts of this song compared to, yeah, scripture or something yeah. like that. And so, yeah, it's a vocabulary builder as we go into the week. And yeah, that's something I've been praying um, personally and with our worship teams, just that um, these words would be stuck in the heads of the people mm-hmm. um, who are listening and engaging as well. Um, and yeah, kind of like what I said earlier, things that we can use to fight our battles um, and remember the the attributes of God and the characteristics of God and um yeah, just especially if the gospel is being shared as well. Learning the gospel through music mm-hmm. can be just such a powerful way to experience yeah. it. Well, there's just something about music that it does something weird in our brains that we mm-hmm. don't totally understand. Yep. And it's something that stays persistent. Like, mm-hmm. there are songs from 30 years ago, <laughs> and not just Christian songs, but just any song mm-hmm. that, like, we can all do that. We're like, we hear something on the radio and it's like, I haven't heard that for 20 years, yeah. but you know every single mm-hmm. word. Yep. But no matter how many times you've read scripture, sometimes you don't always remember that. So there's something about setting lyrics to music mm-hmm. that that repetition and connecting it with a tune and melody yep. makes it memorable. And that's why worship is so important because it gives us that practice of mm-hmm. orienting our hearts towards God. Yep. And I'm glad you brought that up because I think it's such an interesting, almost on the flip side of it, um, it shows the importance of, yeah, picking accurate lyrics, um, <laughs> yeah. researching those things. And that's something I do throughout the week, just, um, you know, kind of testing um, those songwriters against scripture and holding mm. them to a high standard, um, just so we're not saying things that aren't necessarily correct or even... Um, you know, taking advantage of that. It's, it's kind of an emotional moment sometimes, yeah. you know, you get the piano playing and there's that <laughs> pad and it's like, Ooh, I just, I feel connected right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but just not having that, that fluffy feeling just because it's fun, but also because, um, the spirit of the Lord is there. Yeah. And yeah. You want to pick something with substance. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, definitely. When I also just think <laughs> of like, um, 
I'm sure many of you have experienced this as well, but um, three of my four grandparents have experienced Mm. dementia Mm. and music Hmm. is sometimes the thing that gives them their most lucid moments. Um, Like just a couple of days before she passed, um, my grandma was, who had dementia, um, it was like, she'd passed the day after Christmas, but um, a couple of days prior, she was having a Zoom call with all of her kids Hmm. and they were just kind of singing some songs and prayers Hmm. and um, they brought up some song and she suddenly just... She doesn't. She wasn't. At, she was kind of getting to the point where she can't remember everybody, who everybody is, and recognize mm. everybody. Yeah. But they brought up this song, and mm. she suddenly started singing it in Norwegian, <laughs> which she wow. has been probably done much since she was a kid. Mm. Um, and it was just. It was, and like I've seen that with all my grandparents, like mm. that have had battle dementia. Like music just brings them back to yeah. something that they've repeatedly, repeatedly practiced. Yeah. And that gives them a moment of peace. So there's something to worship that is so mm. intangible and we don't understand it at all, but it's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. That's and the other story. piece I was thinking too is just that, like what you said about the doxology, that's a mm. song that's been in place for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And that is just, it's so interesting to kind of be united like we try to do a mix of hymns and newer mm-hmm. songs because i think it's valuable to have new songs that mm-hmm. are our own unique expressions of what we are experiencing in our own <clears throat> metaphors for our day yeah um, but there's also something about being connected to generations and centuries past yeah um like a mighty fortress is our god we don't sing mm-hmm. that one very often anymore just in any church but that was martin luther that wrote that yeah. in the 1600s mm-hmm. like or 1500s yeah Hmm. um so i mean these kinds of things are part of our tradition that keeps the church together over Mm -hmm. time it's so cool just i know both of us are um if you don't know we're um into into history yes um things like that my wife's a history teacher so we talk about this kind of (laughs) stuff a lot um it's so fun but yeah even martin luther um that was a mighty fortress is our god was one of the first songs um in that time period that wasn't in latin Mm. and so that's it just shows like he was such an evangelist to mm-hmm. say you know the catholic church was doing these things and kind of being um exclusive at that time and um, i think it was translated to german i believe yep. yeah and then it eventually translated and translated and kept going and then now we're at where we are today where we can have jobs yep. not in the catholic church um and we can sing in english and our mm-hmm. whatever our native language is and just very cool yeah which just is a pointer <laughs> towards revelation where mm-hmm. every yeah. nation every tongue will confess that you are god yep um but fun fact uh <laughs> a mighty fortress is our god in german is ein feste burg ist, ist unser gott hmm. that's like all i remember I'm sure <laughs> you can see that i spent like three months there and like that's as much german yeah. as i can string together <laughs> hey that's still cool <laughs> yeah yeah that's great well, are there any other oh one question i wanted to also hmm. ask is you, we did talk about a little bit about how you know, you have a role as worship leader on the like technical side of mm. like slides and lights and what key are we singing in and sure. who comes in at what time with the bass drop or whatever. <laughs> um, how do you balance those like technical aspects of that mm. with like also being in the moment of like, yes, I am worshiping God mm. right now. Like I'm not just doing a job or fulfilling a task, I am worshiping. How do yeah. you balance that? I'm super glad you said that because we didn't talk about this before, but one of my favorite um, comparisons is 
um, I had a professor, Jeff Dio in college, he said, um, you have to lead out of the overflow. Mm-hmm. And I think it's for worship leaders or just for leadership in general. Um, if you have a cup and your cup is empty, you can't, I can't give you any water from my cup because I have nothing to give. Mm. And so I have to lead out of the overflow. If my cup is full, then I can give you water into your cup. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me personally with, um, with worship leading, you know, sometimes it's hard. I'm like, oh, I'd, I'd really like to just be in the service and, you know, mm-hmm. just experiencing that and not, not so much focusing on the leading. But for me, I think, um, you know, having my own personal worship time throughout the week is very important to that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, learning the songs that I'm doing for that Sunday might count as that for sure, but also um, doing different things and um, listening to different music. And I think I would encourage anyone listening um, just to do that in your own life. If, if, if you're only worshiping on Sunday mornings, I'd say it's not enough because mm. we need to be filling that cup throughout the week. And then obviously there's a communal aspect to a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in person or online too, there's some, there's some community there. Um, but I think there's an important part of doing it on your own as well. Yeah. Um, and I'd say it's a both, both and not just, not just one or the other, but yeah. we need to do that to ourselves. And then um, with a group, and I'd say the same thing about praying too, just it's mm, important yeah. to, have a personal prayer life, but it's also important to have a yeah. kind of a public prayer life as well. Yeah. Well, I also just want to say that like worship either mm. corporately or personally mm. doesn't have to just be singing and music. It can Definitely. take a lot of different forms. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's a subject for a whole other day. <laughs> um, but it doesn't have to just be singing or mm-hmm. just be listening to music. Um, it takes a lot of different forms. Definitely. So yeah, it's, it's kind of, kind of interesting when you when you zoom out so far and you think wow this this could be worshiping god or yeah. you know acts of service can be worshiping god oh absolutely yeah, there's so many things running that, marathons maybe maybe i'm trying to <laughs> coerce him into running a marathon so yeah we'll see <laughs> he i he has he has said and i, I want this on the record this, he has yeah. said that he's not how do you phrase it not opposed to it yeah 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 at so, some point that's I, now on could be cool yeah so that's now on the record this is on the internet for anyone to, to and once it's hold on the internet, accountable. it's there forever. <laughs> True. It's never not there anymore. Yes. It's yes. out there now. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm getting them, guys. Yeah. It's happening. It's slowly but surely I'm chipping away at his resistance. Yeah. So. You should have just ended this five minutes ago. And no. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, I didn't really want to talk about worship. I really just wanted to get Khan to admit publicly that he's going to do a marathon. That was the plan. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really did want to talk about worship. It's Mm. important. Very important. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. I think, yeah, this has been a really fun conversation. And I think we'll have a couple more um, following this week's podcast. um, Just more kind of focused around worship. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Sounds good. Well, we want to thank you for Mm -hmm. all you do as a worship leader. Thank you for leading us in that way. And thank you for joining us today. Thank you. And always, uh, as always, thank you for watching or listening. Um, And I hope you have a wonderful Hmm. day or week. Uh, We're recording this the week of Thanksgiving. That may not be when you watch it. But whenever it is that you watch or listen to this, uh, give thanks for something Mm -hmm. in your life. So thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy. And you have a wonderful, blessed day.